Hi, this is Deanne Fitzpatrick from the from uh, Deanne Fitzpatrick Studio, and my website is hookingrugs.com. And welcome to my podcast, where I talk to interesting people about interesting things. Really, um, it's about it's called Create Beauty Every Day. And today, my special guest is my good and loving friend Sherry Fitch. Sherry is a author of children's books and young adult novels and poetry, and uh, she's right here with us now. And she's written over 30 books, you know. That's just amazing. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Deanne. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. What are you doing today, Sherry, down there in River John? Well, I'm doing the opposite of my children's things. I'm doing, I'm working on an adult book, and I'm also cleaning my office because, you know, I find it hard to clear the clutter of my mind unless my room is clean, Deanne. So both is happening so I can start a new project, and this one's for adults. So let's talk about that, Sherry. What do I, I feel the same way. Like I like I like space around me. I like room. But what you're for you, you're saying it's kind of a mental thing. It is. I mean, I have been known, I mean, having two children and writing yeah. when they were young, I knew how to work between the rinse and the wash cycles and I knew <laughs> how to sit down in the middle of clutter and just create. And I knew what it was like to wait till they were all settled down at night and then go to work because I wanted that quiet. But, yeah. you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm older and I like that sense of sitting down in a space that feels clear. And yeah. that just helps me. Now, I do have like this little lofty and that I go to and I can climb up those stairs, flop yeah. down on the futon mattress up there. And it doesn't matter what's below me. I can kind of find that clear space kind of yeah. like in the clouds if I need that's to. So, in the house. Yeah. 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 That that's your place in the house where you can find it, even if there's clutter everywhere else. You mean? Well, yes, because it, the thing is, is like when I come into my office, it's my there's there's emails there, and there's you know there's invoices there, and there's all the <laughs> business part of being a writer. But yeah. when I climb those that staircase to heaven, as I call it, the loft that she built me, when I yeah. go up there, I actually am in a pure imaginative space. So if the house isn't clean, there's always a place that I can climb to where I can feel that clarity that I need and quiet and solitude actually too are you are you good with quiet Sherry because when I'm with you I no offense but you're noisy you're a noisy woman like you you make lots of noise and you're happy and you're bubbly and you but I I think there's another side to you there is I think I spend so much time in meditation in solitude in quiet and alone time that when I'm around people what they get is like oh there's a person here blah 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 blah. (laughs) but I actually spend way more time Deanne in quiet than I do in public and I couldn't be a poet I certainly could not write what I write if I didn't listen to the silence so yeah I might have a what seems like an outgoing bubbly effervescent person Personality. I actually get tired of people calling me that. It's just who I am. I just yeah. am excited about life, right? And I so know. that bubbles out of me. And when there's somebody like you around, I'm like, ah, here you are. Because I know I'm going to spend the next, you know, how many hours in solitude and silence. Yeah, I know. So, you know, when you're self-employed like I am, you, you spend most of your time alone. Like for the better part of 30 years, yeah. I never had a workplace to go to. I never had a water fountain to gather around. And certainly, Deanne, before the days of, you know, Internet and, and yeah. emails and all of that stuff, there was 
so much more quiet. It was an even different texture and quality to the silence. Now I know, yes, I live on a dirt road, but if I want to be connected to someone in New Zealand, I just have to go turn on the computer, right? So there's a different kind of silence and solitude now, certainly compared to what there was 30 years ago when I was writing and got up every day and sent the kids off to school and then just kind of, you know, really focused. And I call that meditation. I mean, other people, but it's it's actually just uh, finding that quiet. And I mean, the wind can blow, and that to me is beautiful quiet. You know, that that yes. is enough noise. But yes, I get excited when I'm around people. But I'm actually very introverted too, Deanne. Like that's the other thing is people get yeah. confused if somebody's outgoing. You know, sometimes talking can be a nervous habit. Yes. <laughs> it could be because they're actually shy. You know, but I, I because I'm. I, I, I believe that poetry is a poetic tradition of performance because for so many years I've had to go stand in front of like hundreds of people and tell my poems. I had to get over that part of like, oh, I don't want to look people in the face and I'll put the papers up in front of my, oh, I used to shake until I forgot my papers one day and realized that looking at people and offering and sharing the words was way more exciting than whether or not I got it right or what they thought of me. And so the whole, you know, I have been a poem teller. Uh, I've been a poem teller for 30 some years. I've been telling stories with school kids and adults and teachers and, you know, and that kind of sharing um it's it's an offering and it has to come through you if it's a performance it's not it's more contrived i mean i have all kinds of things i think about that but honestly it's the same thing as when i get together with you and i'm like the end la, 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 la. you know it's that same thing of wanting to share your spirit with another yeah. right yeah. i think it's all connected deanne i do you think which is connected you think the solitude and the sharing of the spirit is connected I think that if you didn't take time to listen to the silence and find out who you really are in the light and the shadows and in and in the reflection and the musings, then you'd have less of a real person to offer to the real world. I, I actually believe that. The deeper you go, the the more time you spend alone, I think the more that you have to offer and to give. And uh, you know, it's rest too. It's 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 a communion with something other than yourself. It's not just solitude to me isn't like me, myself, listening to myself. It's also mm-hmm. like me going out in nature and, you know, kind of being grateful for the beauty of the world around me. So yeah. all of that, you know, I go on retreats for that reason. I don't go on retreats yes. with a bunch of other people. I go on retreats by myself in yeah, a house where nobody talks to me, right? Yeah. And uh, that's even better than even being here alone because here I always have the laundry and, you know, <laughs> and there's dogs and there's horses. So when I go on retreats, usually twice a year now is what I... I used to go like once every three years. Now I'm yeah. I'm, I'm finding like I'd like to go a little bit more. And uh, so, yeah, I sometimes think maybe all this, you know, um, excitability about being around other people is because I do spend a lot of time alone. I'm alone. When you go on your retreat, you go to, um, it's like an abbey, is it? Well, the the one that I've gone to, I've gone to a few over the years, but the one that I went to last year, it's Seton Spirituality Center, and it's in Terrence Bay, and it's right. a, a house run by the Sisters of Charity, and um, there's four sisters living there. Um, they all have had careers and teachers and scientists and professors, and, and now there's only a, a group of four of them, and you go and you check in, and basically, you know, you you show up 
for breakfast and get your own breakfast, and then they provide lunch and supper, and the rest of the time I'm on my own. And I usually spend a lot of time walking um, because it's so beautiful by the ocean and stuff. And there's a chapel upstairs, and if I want to go up there and pray or think or cry, I can. But um, yeah. certainly they're there. If I want to say, could you sit with me and talk? I'd have something to talk about. I know mm-hmm. I got some um, rate. Um, Right before the first anniversary of Dustin's death, I went there because yeah. I was feeling a need to really go. When I talked to someone there, I talked to one of the sisters about just the process of grief and and where I was in the in the middle of it all. And it helped. It yeah. helped. I didn't want a counselor at that point. I didn't want yeah. someone telling me this is what you should do or how to do it. I, I just felt like I just needed someone to listen. Yes. Yeah. So that I found is very, very, very useful for me. Are you are you ever afraid of being alone? Like not not just in the last year where you've been dealing with the loss of your son, your beautiful boy, but just before that, or were were you ever afraid of solitude? I think that's such a great question, Deanne, and I think I still am. Yes, yeah. I mean it's one thing to be living with this beautiful man that I love, who yeah. does have Alzheimer's and is. Getting it, the disease is progressing, and I do wake up at night sometimes and think, "What's it going to be like when I can't just reach out and put my toes underneath his toes and cuddle up?" And yeah. then, what will solitude feel like? And it's a very—I think that's a good question because solitude is one thing, and choosing it to create a space so that you can do your creative work and have that come through you. But actually, living alone without people around you that you've, you know, called your family or your friends or whatever—that's mm-hmm. a whole different experience. And when I was younger, um, I because I had been married once and then divorced, but yeah. I had two children. But they used to go every second weekend um, or every third weekend and sometimes for a week in the summer. And that would be, in my life, the times that I've experienced not only am I in solitude, but I'm alone. And what do I do with this, with without my children here? What do I do? Right, with, I remember with all that by myself. myself. Yeah. yeah. And and I had then to kind of face the fact that well, this could be my reality someday because my children will grow up, and who knows, I might not ever be married again. I didn't know. And and I asked those questions really hard then, like what does this, what does this look like? And I developed rituals like every you know second Friday night after the boys ago, I'd be exhausted because I was going to university. I'd lay down and have a little sleep. I'd get up and I would make myself go, make myself go to a little restaurant, like just to sit in a restaurant by myself was such a huge thing. Like, can I entertain myself? And you know, at my 60th birthday, Deanne, everybody thought I was a little crack, but I said, I have this thing I have to do. I have to go to New York City by myself. I want to take myself to the theater. I want to take myself on the subway system. I want to know that I can enjoy my own company by myself. Yes. Of course, life is better when it's shared. Of course, it's better when you can turn to someone you love and go, look at that sunshine. Or just this morning, Jill and I, look at that seagull. Look at yes. that eagle flying over the river. Like It's just yes. so much better when we can point to someone we love and share it. But I do think that it's wise, uh, just from my own point of view, a long time ago going, you know, it, I, I maybe should learn how to enjoy my own company too, because it could well be that I will be alone. Uh, physically, not just choosing solitude to do my writing with. So I think it's a very big question for all of us. And yes, um, is, and, and you don't have to either. You can surround yourself with people. Like I know somebody who, you know, has chosen to be alone uh, once they were widowed. And I know other people who are like 
going all around the world, doing all kinds of things. And yeah. I don't think there's any right and wrong way. I just know that, yes, I am, you know, every day I think of how lucky I am. I still have my husband and I'm not fooling myself for a minute that I'm, I, that, you know, looking at life um, without him um, is going to be uh, the next great challenge of my life, I would, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know that's true. Yeah. 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 You know, and I, and, and, and hey, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen in life too. So I keep thinking there could be a miracle cure for Alzheimer's or, you, you know, never I could know get sick. We don't know. We don't life. know things. No. Which is, we don't you know, know. We can't plan. No, no. But we, I do you know, think we, that we Alistair McLeod, yeah, we yes. can hope. But that Alistair McLeod line, you know, life is better when we're loved. Like, we, you know, life is better when it's shared. Yes. You know, that whole idea is, is, you know, it's richer. It's got a different texture to it, but it does doesn't mean that we can't also really experience almost incredible alone and solitary moments in which we do um, experience, I think, the presence that we're not alone. So that's, you know, that's going to that other level, Deanne, too. Yeah. And so I, you never I, really feel alone. Well, I think you have to work at it. I think that's yeah. a question between you and whatever faith tradition you have or whatever. Yeah. I know when I go walk my labyrinth. There's yeah. no question in my mind that I feel closer to Dustin there. We built it yeah. for him. I walk there every day. And when I'm there, if even if that's my imagination, I don't care. Imagination is divine, said William Blake. So that feeling yeah. comes from somewhere. And I don't just feel it's Dustin. I feel like, well, you know, you know, look at this incredible, you know, field and look at those critters out there. There's so much spiritual energy just from the living power of the land that I that I have always felt from the time I was a little kid. So in that sense, if you're in a forest of trees, you're not alone, right? Uh, I don't know, you know, this might sound too woochy, but I think that most of us who love nature really, really feel that presence, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. the presence of that's the presence of God really is what yeah, you're talking it about. Is. Whatever yeah. you believe God to be, right? Yeah, Everybody, exactly. We that's all have exact. different real notions of it, but yeah, it, but know, it's, it's I, there and it's in yeah. us. And, For everything yeah. that lives is holy, said William Blake, and I, yeah. I kind of, you know, and and he talked about he that he, you know, he said I, I, me, I do nothing. It's just the Holy Spirit coming through me. And I mean, he yeah. was a great poet, and I, I think I believe in that holy spiritual energy for sure yeah um, i i really do and you know whatever faith tradition i think they believe in that and i mean i couldn't have gotten through deanne without some sense of yes you're alone but you're not alone right yes. that that, that yeah. paradox um that we live in a world where there is so much we can see but i think we live in a world of unseen beautiful things as well oh. sherry i love talking to you well, I don't know where this conversation was started. I was me cleaning my room, and now all of a sudden, me saying, "No, I'm not. I'm an not an extrovert. I'm an introvert." You're a noisy person. I don't mean it in a in a bad way. I just mean that, like when we talk, I don't know where it's going. I am kind of this winding road, and then all of a sudden, but that's what makes you a storyteller. All of a sudden, you're taking me somewhere. Well, but Deanne, you know, I think it is true. Like I, as I get, and I, and I've, I've said this to Jill, people, I think since Dustin has died, people expect me to be the Sherry that I always was. And I'm not sure that they have noticed how much 
less noisy I've been because I feel like I have put the mute button on, like in in my mind, right? It's like I've just turned the volume down hundreds and hundreds of decibels, but um, I I feel more intentional about how I use my time and energy, Deanne. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that is something that maybe it's age, maybe it's death and loss. I don't know what that is. But I have become very much more intentional than I ever was. It's and it's simple. It's it's energy. Number one, when you're grieving, yep. that takes a hell of a lot of energy. It's yep. in every cell of your body. So just physically, you need to be. You're aware that you don't have the same energy. But the other thing is, it's just like it goes back to the preciousness of life. Like you're you're not going to spend it. Um, with people that you don't want to spend it with and doing things you don't want to do on projects that don't mean anything to you. You you do yeah. wisely. And so I tend to, when I'm with my friends, I'm with friends that I'm so excited to be with that I'm just like a little kid in a play box because that's <laughs> that's how their their souls fire my mm-hmm. spirit, I think, mm-hmm. you know. But but I, I think I'm getting... Um, Oh, I hope it's not less compassionate. I I hope it's not less tolerant. But you know, Deanne, there's so much to be grateful for in this life, and there's so much to celebrate. And it doesn't mean you have to look at the world through rose-colored glasses and put a positive spin on every damn awful thing. However, Mm -hmm. you've got a choice on how to go out into the world and what orientation you have. And to me, gratitude. It's, It's about gratitude. And I have been through a lot, and I am still going through a lot, but that's just whoever said that I I'm not blessed. I feel blessed every day of my life for having loved so much and having the things that I have. And so I don't have a lot of patience even now when people <laughs> complain about the weather. I'm like, seriously? You're gonna complain to me about the weather? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you about the weather? <laughs> I mean for God's sake, it's the weather. <laughs> We have no control here. <laughs> Put a coat on. Get your mittens. <laughs> do you have a lot of wisdom, Sherry? Oh, well, we all do. We, we all, all do. we are we each other's do. healers. We are each other's healers. We are each other's truth sayers. We are we all have wisdom. Um and we all have that capacity as you say to create beauty every day. You know, I I was thinking how much when I met you, how just that create beauty every day, that that was just like that said everything to me about who you were and your soul and your spirit. And the fact that you knew that no matter what, we could create beauty every day. And I go back to this time when I was really poor and I was dating this man. And, you know, he was a nice man and we were, he wanted to make me a supper. And he was poor. I think he was a student. He didn't have money. I don't think he had a car, but, you know, and the children were away. And he said, come to my place for, for, for dinner. And I thought, oh, so nice. He's going to, cook dinner. He's a man. He cooks. That's pretty cool. I like that idea. Anyway, I went there and he had the table all set, Deanne, and he lived like in a basement apartment. It wasn't a nice place or anything, but he had taken a beer bottle and he'd put tin foil on it and he put a flower, a couple of daisies in the middle of the table in a beer bottle with tin foil on it. And I remember... And maybe you can say, oh, it doesn't take much to make her happy. But you know what? To me, that was such an act of kindness Mm 
and a recognition that I might not have much, but I can create something beautiful for the center of this table yeah. and make an occasion of it. And that, to me, you know, put some tinfoil on a beer bottle and stick some daisies in it. Um, somebody else might go, well, that's really talky and that's really sad that that's all the kind of thing. You know what? To me, that was an incredible act of creation. Yeah. And and saying you can create beauty no matter what, no matter whether you live in a basement apartment, no matter, you know, when I was really poor, I used to go to antique shops. I'd have $2, Deanne, and I'd buy a little yep. tiny pretty dish. That's why I like dishes because I never had money to buy big things. Yeah. But I could go into one of those, you know, buy little pretty, pretty to me, they were pretty, like a little gravy boat. Like, who needed a gravy boat? I didn't have enough money to get a turkey and have gravy, for God's yeah. sakes. But I, I wanted something beautiful to put on my little dresser. And, you know, I still have that gravy boat. I still remember buying that gravy boat thinking, yeah. well, I, I deserve to have something beautiful, too. And I think that's the other thing. If we love ourselves enough, and, and I mean, and we uh, uh, and could see ourselves as God sees us, then we would think we were worthy of of not only creating beautiful things, but of, of of having beautiful things. Yes, I think you're right. I know. I well, I, I, think, I, I don't know. I know. I know. I don't know. But I know the things that I don't know now are better things than the no, I knew I never knew before. Sherry, <laughs> 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 I'm going to wrap it up. But I just could like, can I call you again sometime and do this? Like, could we just, could you just yes. like, be like a sporadic guest on my podcast? Yes, but are you not going to want to edit this or something? No, I'll, I'm I'll not. Come on this, is be... like, this is like straight conversation with, with me and that's how I'm doing it. And I just find them beautiful. Are I you kidding? Them. Because I'm going to miss you when I go away. Yeah, you can so, call it Sassy Noisy can, Sherry segment. <laughs> I can call you when, you when you're in Quebec, you know. I know. I'm able to. I know. <laughs> we can do that. We can do oh. that. Okay. So I'm going to call you again sometime just like this, and we're going to talk. And I love you. And I love I, you, too. I'll talk to you soon again. I love you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Create beauty every day with Deanne Fitzpatrick and Sherry Fitch. Bye-bye.